President Biden's proposal to raise taxes, the first tax hike in more than 30 years, is facing stiff opposition from Republicans. Biden wants to raise the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28 percent. He also wants to increase the capital gains tax and raise taxes on individuals and couples earning more than $400,000 per year. Will Republicans cave? Our next guest says the GOP needs to heed the lessons of former Republican President Calvin Coolidge. Amity Schlaes chairs the board of the Calvin Coolidge Presidential Foundation. She's author of four New York Times bestsellers, including the book Coolidge. Ms. Schlaes is co-editor of the newly updated autobiography of Calvin Coolidge. You point out that Coolidge reduced the World War I budget deficit while simultaneously cutting taxes. So what was the end result? The end result was tremendous prosperity. That's the wonderful thing about Calvin Coolidge. His period and his theories, they actually worked. The 20s did roar. It wasn't just a bubble in Jay Gatsby's campaign glass. What Coolidge shows is that austerity can be a good plan for the United States. What happened um, in the early 20s was similar to now. We'd come through a crisis. We'd overspent. That was World War I in that instance. Today, it's COVID. And the government said, let's cut back so private sector can take over. And the private sector did take over. And in this autobiography, what you see is Coolidge's philosophy was, at, was, was good for other Americans because the private sector did help the recovery. It's the private sector that brings the recovery, not the stimulus. The country got to a happier place because of economic growth, including in terms of civil rights and racial equity. Very interesting story. Economics solves a lot for all Americans, white or black. Coolidge believed in limited government, but today it seems that government and our deficits are growing out of control. So how concerned are Republicans about that in 2021? And how likely are they to return to the ideas and policies of Calvin Coolidge? Well, let's put it this way. Margaret Thatcher did not come back until Britain had lived with the consequences of mushy conservatives. The conservatives in the UK were so mushy, you couldn't distinguish them from the Labour Party. The economy tanked, people had no jobs, there was misery and there was scant economic opportunity. Then people looked for a strong conservative and Margaret Thatcher was ready. It's sort of like that. I think today's Republicans don't really take the economy seriously enough. The um, they, they, uh, they think, well, I'll offer Democrat light. Well, that might sound all right in a prosperous period with a bubbly stock market, such as what we have now. But when the market crashes, someone has to speak up for sound budgets and, uh, you know, cleaning out the economy and making room, most importantly, for the private sector. Coolidge said that the chief ideal of the American people is idealism. We're not absorbed by material motives. So do you think Americans still believe that or have we forgotten our ideals? What makes us unique as Americans? Well, they certainly believe in ideals uh, because some, some solid ideals and some goofy ideals are immensely popular right now. Right. Um, but maybe what's important is to return to those ideals that our framers had which is what Coolidge did. Even if Coolidge was president in the 1920s, he really was a constitutional president. He lived, in, George Washington was near to him. And Lincoln actually was near to him as well. He felt 
fraternity with them, he felt a close connection. They weren't just these distant figures from another era. And he, what he saw in the framers, even though he rode in a car and used the telephone and gave conference calls, Coolidge was very modern, was that they are timeless and they can be near to us no matter how high tech we are or how physically removed we are from America's founding. So what's wonderful about Coolidge is he wasn't just a behavioralist economist. He understood that markets um, are in, made up of individuals and individuals need freedom, and spiritual freedom is related to economic freedom. We're seeing an immigration crisis on our southern border right now. President Coolidge also faced immigration challenges. In May 1924, he signed the Johnson-Reed Immigration Act, so there is precedent for restricting immigration. What was his view? How do you think he'd suggest we deal with the issue today? Coolidge believed that restricted immigration was a good idea when the foreign population was huge relative to the, the native population. The foreign-born population was high then, as it is now, and he was not anti-foreigner or anti-immigrant. He was a great defender of minorities and, indeed, newcomers. He said, whether we came over in steerage three years ago or three centuries ago on the Mayflower, we're all in the same boat here. But he did understand that America needed sometimes quiet periods to absorb the immigrants it had already taken in, and he believed in the rule of law. So I, I think the lesson for us today is you can restrict immigration without being racist. And Coolidge was viewed as a progressive Republican. He certainly made a difference for blacks and Native Americans. What did he do for them? What can we learn from his example? Well, thank you for asking that question. Um, for, there, there's a famous story regarding African-Americans because a fellow member of the Republican, wrote, a Republican Party wrote to Coolidge in 1924 when Coolidge was running for president, said, well, a black individual wants to run for office where I am. Not a good idea, wrote the individual. And Coolidge wrote back, I'm amazed you would even say that. African-Americans served in World War I. African-Americans are citizens. Of course they should run for office. Regarding Native Americans, which were a big issue then, Coolidge believed Native Americans should be integrated into society. He did not go in the direction of creating reservations and, and sovereign nations. He believed more in integration. And looking at the record of our sovereign Indian Native American groups and their reservations, we can say maybe he was right. The updated expanded autobiography of Calvin Coolidge. Amity Schles, thank you for sharing insights from America's 30th president.